Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living For Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So today I want to talk a lot about Jesus, actually. Oh, it'll be a little bit of hobby farming, a little bit of homeschool, but a lot about Jesus. We're going to talk about how great our God is and how I have seen him so much in the creation lately. We've been studying the creation story in Genesis 1 in our Simply Living for Him online women's community Bible study. And I have just been in awe. I mean, I've read Genesis many times over the years, right? Studied it before, but this time there's just so many new things to see and I want to share them with you. So I want you to grab a cup of coffee or tea, sit back for this uh, episode, and just kind of be refreshed and renewed as we think about how great our God is. No matter what you're going through in your life right now, this is going to help you to put things into perspective. Before we begin, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. They offer homeschool curriculum from K to 12, digital, online, as well as textbooks. And right now, you can get a free Apologia Science Activity ebook uh, called To Explore Creation for ages K to 6th grade with eight activities and eight coloring pages. You can find that at their website, Apologia.com. That sounds like something really great to do over the summer. Um, they have lots of free resources and encouragement as well as their amazing curriculum. Go over to Apologia.com and see all that they have to offer. So as I said in our Simply Online Living, Simply Online Living, Simply Living for Him online women's community, we've been studying um, the book of Genesis and we're doing chapters one to three and we are just finishing up chapter one. However, if you are interested in joining us, you can join the study at any time. All of the Bible studies that we have done in the community are completely self-paced. So while we sort of do them together, the fact that we are women all over the world, our community has about 13, 1400 women now all over the world. We can't meet, say, on Mondays at noon to discuss. But what we do is we I put up a video on a worksheet. We have the passage that we're studying for the week. And then on your own pace, you can watch the videos, do the worksheets, and dig in to your study, and then use the community to discuss with other women at any time uh, what you are learning, what God is teaching you, ask questions. So we're all learning together. And any study that I've ever done <clears throat> with the community remains open. So at any time, you can go in and see a study we've done in the past and watch those videos and talk uh, amongst the group in there. Um, it's really a unique setup. And so We've done probably six or seven studies at this point. I, I have to mention the community is free to join, free to do all the Bible studies. We're also doing scripture writing every month. We write through scripture. This month we're writing out the entire book of Colossians. 
Uh, we are also memorizing passages every month. This month we're memorizing Matthew 6, 25 to 34, which is my life passage. So I'm so excited. That's the do not worry passage uh, found there in the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, we also have a prayer group. We have amazing fellowship. We do Zoom calls. We're going to get to do some in-person events really, really soon. Just got to get through some personal things this summer, but I'm hoping to set up some um, in-person events in 2021 or the latter part of 2021 and definitely in 2022. So I'd love for you to join us at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. Also, if you're a homeschool mom, and you are on summer break and you need a little refresher for your soul in your homeschool, I'd love for you to get one of my homeschooling books on Amazon. The Simple Homeschool Journey and Called Home, both are great books to encourage you on your walk, to help you renew and refocus. Um, and also my uh, e-courses are just $15 each. Those are available at simplylivingforhim.com as well. And you can uh, spend some time this summer just kind of refocusing. I have an e-course called Simplify Your Homeschool, which is really like a spiritual tune-up for your homeschool, for your soul. So I'd love for you to check that out, as well as the Bible-based homeschooling e-course. Um, and then if you are not a homeschooler, I have a something for you as well. I mean, it's really something for all women. That's the Simply Living for Him devotional that is available on Amazon. It's 100 devotions. However, the book is over 400 pages long because it is set up very uniquely in that um, we encourage you to spend time with the Lord and spend time digging in his word. So there's three pages for each devotional for you to write out notes, write out prayers, write out what God is teaching you, write out what you see in the scripture. And then there is an encouragement by me for each passage as well. And so that is available on Amazon. I'd love for you to check that out. So I wanted to talk today about how great our God is. I mean, what what better use of my time right now on the podcast and what better use of your time wherever you are to really just stop thinking about all the things going on right now and just think about how great our God is. And I'm going to help you do that because sometimes we need to put things into perspective. And that's really something that's happened for me this week or this week, I should say this past, I guess I've been studying this chapter in Genesis for over a month now, I think since April. So um, it's really put into perspective so many things for me. Now we all know the creation account, right? On day one, you know, what did God do? And when did he create the animals? And he created the sun, moon, and the stars, and the fish in the sea, and all that. Well, I want to talk to you today, kind of give you a little bit of a recap, not necessarily um, an in-depth recap of our study, because again, we've been doing it for weeks. So again, you can go check out those videos at any time. But I want to just give you kind of a recap of one of the main things that has stuck out to me. And that is just how amazing and big and powerful and majestic our God is. And the reason I'm saying all that is because <clears throat> there is so much um, in Genesis that points to, you know, of course it points to our creator God, but do we really understand what that means? And the, when you study the creation and you see how big the universe is and you see all these things it's truly amazing now the other reason that i wanted to share about this is because i could talk to you a little bit about my our hobby farm today we've got a lot going on in the hobby farm and how this has all amazingly tied into what i'm learning 
in my Bible study. Like literally, as I'm going through the study, the exact things I'm studying each week were taking place here at the Hobby Farm. It's crazy how everything has been lining up. And so I just want to talk to you about that and help you to put things into perspective. So number one, I will share with you a little Hobby Farm news over here. Uh, You all know that we live on a little Hobby Farm out in the country. And I didn't grow up that way. I grew up outside of New York City. So we moved out here, I guess, six and a half years ago. And, you know, we were just looking for that country life, but we didn't know what we were doing. And over the years, we have, you know, added to our great big garden and we've added animals. And uh, last year, we added a pair of male and female Pekin ducks. And these ducks just bring me so much joy because... They have they are just adorable. They follow each other around. They're always together. The boy protects the girl all the time. And so their names are Peaches and Puddles. And if you have Instagram and you follow me, you've seen Peaches and Puddles quite a bit lately. Um, and so my son has raised these ducks since they were just a few days old. Somebody gave them to us and they're just they're just so precious. And so Um, A couple, I guess about six months ago, uh, Peaches started laying eggs. And since we had a boy and a girl, and we've never had, we've never had a boy anything in animal terms on our farm. We have girl goats, we have girl chickens, we've had uh, girl ducks before. But this is the first time we had a girl and a boy. So we thought, wouldn't it be fun? What a great learning experience if these ducks could have babies. So she would lay her eggs. And we would not touch them because we were hoping, because as we read about this, if you don't know how the duck world works, because you know what? I didn't before I had these ducks. I didn't even think twice about it. Um, They will lay their eggs. And when they, it's called going broody, when that instinct in them uh, goes to being uh, broody, to, to wanting to hatch eggs, they will make a clutch, is what it's called, like a nest of eggs, and they will then when they get enough, sit on them. And so a month ago, about five weeks now, um, my son said to me, Peach has made a clutch of eggs and she's sitting on it. So first we noticed there was about 15 eggs that she had really uh, constructed into this beautiful nest in in her little house. And then we noticed that a few days later, she began to sit on it. And so we researched a lot and it, it, the, the uh, girl duck has to sit on the eggs for a certain period of time and it's really, it's four weeks to incubate. Um, and she has to keep them at a certain temperature, certain humidity. She has to turn them like it's purely amazing. And we're going to tie all this into God in just a second. Um, and so she did, she did what she was supposed to do. And uh, exactly four weeks to the time she started sitting on them, ducklings hatched and it has been such a lesson to watch these ducklings hatch so we only have two live ones which is I think perfect because you know we weren't what were we going to do with 15 but the only four actually hatched and two died and then two lived and so they are the cutest thing ever. If you want to smile to your face, you have to go check out my Instagram account or our Loves Farm Instagram account. I'll link them in the show notes um, because they just are the cutest, most dear little things ever. But the funny thing is the very first week we started studying in Genesis in our Bible study, um, 
or I should say the very beginning, it was probably the second week, uh, we had learned that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it says that um, the spirit of God was moving or hovering over the earth. At this time, it was still formless and empty. And in our study, a lot of what we do is we'll look up words in their original translation because I think it's so important when studying the Bible to see what the original word was and the actual intent of the writer because it's very easy to put a modern day spin on it. Um, but when we looked up this word, hovering, there was this sense of brooding. And it was the very week that our duck went broody. So as I was studying it, it was so much more detailed in my mind because I literally had this duck who was hovering and brooding over her eggs. And the interesting thing about that is, as I said, she has to keep them at the perfect temperature and she has to provide the perfect conditions for these um, ducklings to be born. And that's what God did there in the beginning. So that word where it says hovering and it has this idea of brooding, it is such a picture of God. He was, as he was creating the earth and, and getting ready to create, he was providing the perfect conditions here to birth life. He was getting ready to bring life here on earth. And so I remember that week being like, how, you know, what a coincidence that we happen to have this duck. And like, it meant so much more to me because I, I saw how this duck and, you know, she's very gentle about it and very caring about her eggs, yet she's also very protective. And so it was just so interesting how that happened the very same week. And so as we were studying through the creation, I also was getting just so enthralled with um, the very first line of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, we hear that line all the time, and we're like, yeah, God created the heavens and the earth. When you stop and you realize what that actually means, this is where I'm saying this is going to help you put your life into perspective. The heavens and the earth, the universe Go do some research on how big the universe is. It is beyond your imagination. It is, you know, billions wide, miles wide. It is, I don't even know the statistics. It is, you know, there are millions of galaxies that are millions of miles apart. Like, it is beyond our scope of, of thinking how big it is. And yet God knows Every single piece of that universe, from the largest planet to the biggest, fieriest star out there, he not only knows it intimately down to its smallest molecule, he created it. That line in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, changed my life recently. Like I have been waking up in the morning and saying to myself, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth before I even start to pray. And do you know why I do that? Because I want to remember who on earth I'm talking to. You know, how many times do I talk to God so flippantly throughout the day and, and think of him? And, and yet he, you know, he is a very personal God. That's the amazing thing. He's so big that he created this vast universe we can't even comprehend. And yet he's still personal. But how many times do I approach him 
you know, and actually think, you know what, maybe God, you don't know what you're doing because this thing isn't working out for me. Like, it's ridiculous for me to ever not want to just bow down and worship him at the thought of him. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is the biggest statement you will read right there in the Bible. That I mean, the he created it all. He created the heavens and the earth. And then as we went on in our study and we realize, you know, that God, um, then he goes on and it, he brings light forth, right? And then he creates the sun, the moon, and the stars. And I mean, when I think about that and how great he is and how big he is and how majestic he is, you know, I can't even get it together some days to, to finish my to-do list. I can't even get it together some days to finish my laundry, and yet God created the heavens and the earth. He's holding the stars in the sky. He's holding the moon in the sky, the planets, all of the billions of stars in the sky. That's the God I worship. That's the God that is holding me together. That's the God I want to keep in the forefront of my mind. You know, so often we make God so small. And so that's what this study has been doing for me. It's been changing my perspective to be like, how on earth am I worried about tomorrow when I was created by this God who is so far beyond my wildest imagination because he is just beyond comprehension, human comprehension. He is holding all those stars in the sky. He is the one who created them. It changes everything. It brings me such a calm and a peace to think about this God that has created the heavens and the earth. And here's another interesting thing. We get to day three in our study. We were just studying little chunks at a time. Like the first week of our study, we literally just studied the first line in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, and then we were looking at a few weeks later, week, uh, uh, day three of creation where God creates life for the first time. And the first life that he creates on earth is plants. And so we're reading that and it talks about God bringing uh, the seed bearing plants, you know, to the earth and the um, plants that bear fruit. And immediately my mind goes to, wow, you know, there's so much in the Bible, especially in the New Testament about bearing fruit and, you know, God, uh, the vine and the branches. And, um, you know, there's parables about, you know, seeds and farmers and harvest and the fruits of the spirit, you know, our spiritual growth, our spiritual life. So I'm thinking about all that when we're studying and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. And then all of a sudden it hits me. On the third day, God created life. And I just kept hearing in my mind, on the third day, on the third day, on the third day. And I'm like, oh, on the third day, Jesus rose again. Now, I don't know if that's a coincidence, but it caught my eye. On the third day, Jesus gave us new life. We were spiritually and physically dead. And on the third day, Jesus rose and gave us new life. And on the third day of creation, God made life for the first time. 
And there's that verse uh, in John where it says, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, and that, you know, is uh, a picture of Jesus. And Jesus died on the third day. I mean, Jesus died and rose again on the third day. So much there. But the Another amazing thing, as I am studying that week, the third day, and God creating the seed-bearing plants to bear fruit, I was also planting my garden. And I'm thinking, wow, another coincidence? I think not. But that was the week we planted our garden, not because I was studying it. I just happened to be planting the garden that week. And I'm thinking, wow, as I'm putting those plants into the ground, And I'm actually praying as I'm putting the plants in the ground and I'm saying, I was with my son and I'm saying, all right, God, we are planting these plants, but you will do the growing. And that was the very week then I began studying about God and, you know, providing uh, life through plants. And I thought, wow, this study is really something else. There's nothing more peaceful than praying in my garden, than looking at those plants. They, to me, represent what God can do, this miracle of putting this dead seed into the ground and providing the perfect conditions for life through water. And, of course, I think of Jesus, the living water, through the sun, the S-U-N, but we also need the S-O-N, right? There's so much spiritual uh, lessons in the garden And then these plants grow and they bear fruit. There's so much there and their roots have to go down, you know, to be strong. And I mean, I could go on about this stuff forever. That's why you need to join the study because we're we're talking all about it in depth. But when you look at God in that perspective, it changes everything. You know, I think in our world, we get so wrapped up in all that's going on in our lives and all that's going on in everyone else's lives and all that's going on in the headlines and in the world that we don't stop. And I want to say and see the simple things like the simple joy of a seed and a plant. But you know what? Those things are far from simple because they are so complex, but yet they show our creator and his complexity. That's the thing that we're learning as we go through this study, because then God uh, creates the ocean and the sea creatures and the fish and the birds. And what we're seeing as we're studying this is how amazing God is. Okay. I, I won't share it all here for time's sake, but again, if you're interested, you can join our community. When we got to the week about him creating the uh, sea creatures and the birds, another amazing week. In one second, I'll tell you why. But there were so many things that I learned. I, I researched like about the oceans because I wanted to understand how vast and big the oceans were. Just like the week we studied God creating the heavens and the earth. I researched the heavens so I could get an idea, really. Because it's so easy to go to our little like Sunday school picture in our mind and like draw a little fish and a bird. And, you know, God created the fish and the birds on this day. The ocean has 95% of all living things on earth living in the ocean. 95% of life is in the ocean. So where it says in the Bible that the ocean or the sea was teeming with sea creatures, it really was teeming. It was filled. 
you know, it's so easy to just like glaze over these, these sentences, like they're these little child stories, you know, God created the fish and they were teeming with sea creatures. No, it, it was, it's filled. And guess what? God knows every one of those creatures that is in the ocean at this moment that has ever existed in the ocean before and ever will exist. Like, can you wrap your brain around that? The ocean goes down, uh, I think it's 12,000 feet. And light only goes down 300 of those feet. So it says most of our earth is actually in the dark because 70% of our earth is ocean. Mind-blowing stuff. Mind-blowing how how big and vast the ocean is. There's a whole world going on. There's mountains under there. There's canyons bigger than the Grand Canyon. There's mountain ranges bigger than the longer than the Andes Mountains. I think it's like 40,000 miles or something. Again, join the community because we talked about it in there. This is the God we worship. So we look at our everyday life and we get so caught up in our selves and our details. We make everything so, you know, complicated and we listen to all the noise of this world and we're feeling so overwhelmed. I want to encourage you. You don't have to join my study to 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 read Genesis 1 and be in awe. I encourage you, even if you're not in our group, just go to Genesis 1 and really get to know the God that created you and that created the sea creatures and that created the heavens and the earth and this vast world we live in and this universe that is beyond our comprehension. And guess what happened the week that we studied God creating the birds? I kid you not. The little baby ducklings were born. Can you imagine? And the really amazing thing is not only do you look at these birds and and you say this is a miracle that these little ducklings were born. How did the mother know what to do? Okay, she was born last year. She doesn't have a little mother telling her what to do. She doesn't have a what to expect when you're expecting book. She doesn't have a midwife or anything. Her God-given instinct told her to sit on those eggs and like clockwork, in 28 days, they hatched. They had to be at the perfect temperature. How can anyone look at nature and not see God? How can anyone look at nature and not see how great is our God? I don't know how anyone can look at nature and think that these things happen by accident. No. There is a creator God who created this world with such order and precision and things have to have to happen exactly as he made them to. If our earth was even just one degree off, we would all burn up or freeze to death. Our earth is at the perfect angle to the sun on its axis, the perfect degrees in order to support life. And not just life, but this huge, complex life. You look at anything in creation. I mean, I could go on and on about the seasons. We learned about that in Genesis. How God created the seasons and they mark the time and there's order. I remember before I was a Christian, I didn't even notice nature. I didn't even notice the seasons. I remember as a little girl, like, yeah, the leaves fell and walking to school and they were crunchy in the fall, but I never took note. I just didn't notice. Since we've lived out here and 
over the years, you know, being a Christian, I have noticed nature because it, it is showing God to us. I know every spring, early spring, our forsythias are going to bloom and they're going to be, you know, yellow, beautiful uh, plants all over the place. And I know that every fall at a certain time, things happen. Do you know here in our, in our farm, the third week of June, not the fourth week and not the second week, it's always the third week of June, the Japanese beetles show up. How do they know? Because we have a creator, God. It is so obvious. And yet the world wants to say that life is an accident, that we just evolved from blobs and we just evolved over time. It is so ridiculous, really, to to believe that. Nothing happened by accident. It was all done by our great creator, God. And it says in Romans, you know, the world knows, but the world is pushing down the truth. It says here in Romans 1, it says, they know the truth about God because this is, sorry, verse 19. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. They have no excuse for not knowing God. See, those little ducklings or the seasons changing or the order of things or the huge stars in the sky... When those things, uh, when you look at those things, it shows us God's invisible qualities. He's a powerful God. He's a God of order. He's a God of purpose. He's a creative God. Those ducklings bring me joy. So that must mean he has joy. These things display his qualities. It says they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. See, when we start to think we know what God is like and we make up a picture of him in our head, we're worshiping a false God. But when you go to the Bible and you start to learn about God, it all begins to make sense. The nature now makes sense to me. The things that are going on make sense. It says they claim to, uh, as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols. And so that's what the world is doing right now. The world is not worshiping the true God. But I wanted to talk to you guys today about these ideas, you know, that when you look at nature, you know, I I always yearned for the simple life and living out here in the country. And I have to think, now certainly you don't have to live in the country to get close to God. But I have to think, for me, there has been such a... um, a wet, this has been such a way for me to get closer to God. I mean, the birds wake me up in the morning. They're like a symphony outside. It's a chorus of all these songs, this music. God is a joyful God. 
God is a creative God. God is an amazing God. All of these things point to him. And like clockwork, nature is showing us. Nature is screaming at us every day. How great is our God? If you go outside at night, look up in the sky. How could you not see him? How do people think all of this happened by accident? God is shouting at us. You know, he's here. He's showing us his qualities. And it's truly amazing. Uh, about a week before our ducklings were born, um, the mother had thrown one of the eggs out of the nest. And, and I read also they'll do this instinctively. They know that that one isn't going to survive or that one stopped growing perhaps um, and died in the egg. And so instinctively she will throw it out of the nest. And by whatever reason, we don't know how, but the, the egg was cracked and and there was a baby duck that had come out of the egg. So I don't know if the father maybe like pulled it out of the egg. I don't know. But anyway, we found this baby duckling that was about a week before it was to be born. And at first I was taken aback. I was like, oh, you know, that's so scary and gross. Not scary, but it's just like, you know, I was taken aback to see this this dead duckling there. And then my little farmer boy, Ethan, was like, can we look at it? And I was like, yeah, all right, you know. We analyzed this baby duckling. I mean, it was it was dead, and that's sad. But it also, I couldn't get over it. The detail in this duckling before it was hatched, so it was still, you know, still didn't really have a lot of feathers. It was still kind of translucent skin. It had toenails. It had a perfectly formed beak eyes, everything. It was perfectly formed. It was amazing. And we just marveled at it, Ethan and I. We were like, oh my goodness, what an amazing God we serve. How great is our God? So I want to encourage you, if you haven't thought about, you know, just sitting down and, and, and really, really thinking about God, Get outside in nature, wherever you live. You can find a place to go. Even in the city, there's birds, right? What is God saying to you through the nature? He's showing you he's real. He's showing you who he is. And it puts everything into perspective. Like I said, for me, I've got a lot going on personally right now in our life. We've got a lot of family transitions going on, a lot of big things, a lot of stress, a lot of, you know, tend to get worried about the future and worried about details and worried, worried, worried. And I mean, I just say to myself when I get in that mood, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I just go out and I sit and look at those ducklings and I'm like, guess what? It's all going to be okay. Because the very same God who created these ducklings down to their perfect little toenails, the very same God who is uh, creating the flowers to bloom at the exact time and bringing those beetles the June, you know, third week of June, uh, the very same God who has created those magnificent stars in the sky is the one that is in control of my life too. And what a comfort that is. That in this great, vast, big universe, he's working in my life. How could I not trust him? How could I ever doubt? How could I not have faith? It says in the Bible, it says in Matthew, in the, ver in the passage that we're uh, 
that we're worship we're worshiping in the passage that we're memorizing in our community Matthew 6:25 to 34 it says there you know if god so clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire will he not clothe you you little of faith you know it says he he uh, takes care of the birds and it says are you not much more valuable than they how could you worry when he's taking care of his creation and he will take care of you? This week in our study, we learned about um, God being made in the uh, man being made in the image of God. And what a beautiful thing to think about and to meditate on and to ponder and to learn about. And so it changes your perspective when you really see how great our God is. So I encourage you. Make it a regular part of your walk with the Lord to really think about how great he is and him as our creator God. Again, I've been praying in the morning before I even start praying, before I start asking for all my little things. I'm like, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I've just been repeating that in my mind. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Because I want to remember who I'm talking to. The God that created the heavens and the earth so life out here at our little hobby farm has been quite extraordinary lately i'm seeing god in all these things it's just amazing um i i just i love the simple life i want someday to be able to like you know maybe have a place where i can have people come and you know a bigger place than what i have right now and be able to see god in nature and be able to come and and you know see animals but yet don't just see them for all oh, these cute little animals to be able to really connect to their creator god through animals through farm you know through all those beautiful things um that would just be the best thing I, you know, I feel like that would just be an amazing way to minister to others. So I'm praying about that. <laughs> Someday we can have our little, I would love to have a little Simply Living for Him retreat center. We actually really are praying for that, um, where I could host my own retreats and events and people could come and we could, you know, kind of combine it with the farm life. If my place were, my land were big enough here, I'd do it here, but it's not quite big enough. But who knows what the Lord has in store. But you could pray about that with us for Simply Living for Him, uh, for the future of the Simply Living for Him ministry. Because honestly... I, I mean, we really have to get out of our own little bubbles sometimes. We have to get out of our, our you know, inward focus and really look at the amazing creation around us because it's shouting to us how great, how great is our God. So I hope this encouraged you today. If it did and you want to know more, you can join us in our Simply Living for Him online uh, women's community. The Genesis Bible study is going on right now, but you can certainly start from the beginning. Um, like I said, it's very self-paced and it's very much, it's not me just teaching you a whole bunch of things. It's really like, let's read these passages. You tell me what you learned. I'll tell you what I learned and let's all learn together. It's really about women learning to dig into the word for themselves and to, uh, you know, learn from 
the master teacher from God. And so we're learning as women together. The community is a place for women to come and grow in their walk with the Lord with other women. And it's just, it's an amazing place of peace. You know, if you're tired of social media, come on over to the community because it's like you get to interact with others without any of that other junk out there in social media. And again, I just want to remind you that my books are available on Amazon right now. They're great to read over the summer, as well as my homeschooling e-courses are available at simplylivingforhim.com. Also, one more thing on the YouTube channel every single day. If you go to YouTube, um, my channel, it, you can just search for Karen DeBuse, Simply Living for Him. I have daily devotionals every single morning. They're just little um, short snippets, like five minutes, ten minutes long. Little encouragement from God's Word every single morning, Monday through Friday. So you can subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to get those every day. So I hope that this encouraged you. If it did, let me know. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.